Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. A Deadly Drive. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. We always talk about all of these cases and having lots of sides to each case and different perspectives on each one. But what we're going to talk about today is particularly disturbing and has lots of angles. And still, people are very evenly split on this person involves guilt or innocence. So today we're talking about Lawrence Delisle and his death car and all of the things that contributed to the death of four children in the Delisle family. It was just after 9 p.m. on August 3rd, 1989. 28-year-old tire store manager Lawrence J. Delisle, his wife, 32-year-old Suzanne, and their four kids, 8-year-old Brian, 4-year-old Catherine, 2-year-old Melissa, and 9-month-old Emily, were inside the Delisle's Ford LTD station wagon going down Eureka Road in Winnandot, Michigan. Now, according to a petition vying for Delisle's innocence, Larry was driving, Larry Lawrence, to price new beds for their two daughters. It was a long, hot day, so the Delisle family stopped to grab some ice cream for everyone. There, Melissa asked if they could go to the river to look at boats, as they had done the night before. As they drove, they saw no boats passing, and Emily was teething. After turning to head home, Sue asked Larry to stop at the corner store so she could buy something for Emily's gums. Exhausted and dehydrated, Larry's leg had been cramping up throughout the day. As they left the store, Larry turned left and his foot hit the accelerator. Panic sets in as Larry steered with his left hand while removing his cramped leg with his right, but the car never slowed. Eventually, the car catapulted into the Detroit River. Delisle and his wife Suzanne were able to get out of the car through open windows and hit the surface of the water, surviving the crash. They were rescued by two men in a small powerboat who threw them life preservers. Their four children, however, were pulled from the water alive, but all four died within seven hours of the accident at nearby hospitals. Delisle swore to police he had a leg cramp that forced his foot down on the gas pedal and that the accelerator stuck, causing the vehicle to careen down the street and into the river. But there's so much more to this case than a brutal choice by a bad parent. So the authorities originally believed him and deemed this horrific event an accident. The city rallied around the family, but one week later, in a rambling and confused conversation with a police investigator, Delisle suggested he might have intentionally been trying to kill everyone in that car, including himself. The reasons he gave were, one, the suicide of his father, something few of us have had to endure, and two, the pressure from work, bills, screaming children and a wife, everyday stressors 
that maybe many of us had to deal with and probably wore on him more because he was mentally unwell. Let's take a little break. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Many things to consider here. First, let's talk about the car's history. So Delisle's father had actually committed suicide in that very vehicle less than two years before. There were still bloodstains from the shooting inside of the car that night that the family, the children, drowned. Secondly... Yeah, I mean, it made sense. If he felt trapped in his home life and the situation that he was in, that's not an uncommon thing in cases like this to commit familicide. The police didn't buy his leg cramp stuck accelerator story. Investigators questioned Delisle, gave him a lengthy lie detector test, and claimed they had gotten an official confession from him. Several days after the drownings, Delisle was charged with four counts of first-degree murder in the deaths of his children and one count of attempting to murder his wife. Some other reasons support this. By this, I mean that Delisle was intentionally killing or trying to kill his family. Delisle and his wife immediately expressed that they wanted to leave for a Florida vacation when they were released from the hospital, which is, can you imagine, absolutely insane. When Delisle was in the hospital, nothing was found wrong with his leg, and a mechanical appraisal of the car found nothing amiss there either. Before the case went to trial the following June, the Delisles were stalked, harassed, and targeted by press and the people around the world after this came out. They were murderers. They were unwell. They became a target. At the trial, Wayne County Prosecutor Kevin Simowski argued that Delisle was a troubled man, drowning in debt, feeling burdened by life and his wife and kids. Samowski argued that Delisle deliberately planned the crash and fully intended to die along with the rest of his family that August night. Some thought his wife, Suzanne, was in on it. But Suzanne's story was a little bit different. She explained the fact that she survived by saying she was in pitch black when she got out of the car and thought if she could get out of the water, she could get help for her family. Eyewitnesses said that she reached the surface of the water screaming for her children. Her husband emerged without a word. Defense attorney Frank Eamon claimed that the car was defective and that Delisle was absolutely not guilty. Eamon also told reporters that the only reason Delisle confessed to the crime was because police wore him down with a 12-hour interrogation with no attorney present and basically brainwashed him and gave him, quote, kind of a nervous breakdown. Lawrence Delisle already had issues, he said. He was already unwell. He was easy to break down if need be. He had, according to Eamon, once tried to set their house on fire. Eamon also says Delisle was brainwashed into confession by hypnotic technique during the questioning. I couldn't find any further information on that, but sounds pretty scary. He argued that Delisle could not possibly get a fair trial in the Metro Detroit because sensational media coverage by reporters stalking the Delisle family would make that impossible. They wanted desperately to move the case out of town, but the judge would not let them. The trial lasted eight days in downtown Detroit with more than two dozen witnesses called to testify. The jury deliberated almost nine hours over two and a half days. 
the jury found Delisle guilty on all counts. After the verdict was said, Delisle and his wife, Suzanne, both wept. There's pictures of them. They look very distraught. Numerous appeals were filed. Attorneys claimed that the jury was poisoned by pretrial publicity about the confession and the case should have been moved. The case went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, who refused to hear it. Lawrence Larry Delisle is doing life in prison with no chance of parole in Coldwater, Michigan. In 2014, he sent a letter to CBS Detroit saying that he maintains his innocence. Suzanne, Sue Delisle, initially supported her husband, siding with his tale of the faulty car. But then she filed for divorce a couple years later, and they are not in contact. Now, Delisle sent this letter to CBS News. It's long. It's rambling. It talks about how he set his wife free. And there's many things that, again, incriminate him completely and other things that people stand by that he is innocent, that he would have not done this. It kind of reminds me of the McDonald case in Fatal Vision, where, where someone who's so a part of this community that people really love, um, that they believe, and maybe that they already have a proclivity towards not trusting police and the process of interrogation might latch onto. But again, I found so many things with so many divided opinions on this case, including a, a series on Netflix profiled it a little bit. And many people on the Reddit threads said that they thought he was completely innocent. But again, when I read it, I think guilty. It's all the information that you have. And it's all the information that we are compiling for you and you get to make your own decision. But it's very crazy how this is so evenly divided between innocence and guilt. Based on the information you gave, mm -hmm. I don't see how people could say this person is innocent. Now, I think there's a, maybe a gray area in you know what he may have wanted to do. Maybe it's an impulse thing where it's mm -hmm. not premeditated. Like, you know, this is the time I'm going to go and we're going to drive. I know we'll be by the boats and by the water and I'm going to do this. It could be a snap thing. Maybe, you know, where people snap. So I think it, it depends on what the intentions are. It's like, oh, I, it's premeditated murder. Yeah. Or is it planned? Is it not planned? I don't know. And, you know, you, know, you, meant, you mentioned it, but it really seemed like they both got out of there pretty easy and mm -hmm. not in a long amount of time and easier said than done trying to grab one kid for there it's for there and there's two of you yeah. what are the chances of you getting one of those kids i think it's more than 1% yeah i understand like if maybe if a house is on fire where you're like listen i could go run and try to save one but i could burn two so it's better than i try to get some help i don't see how getting there getting help unless they think people are just going to be there ready to and have the ability to save children yeah. from uh, inside a car that doesn't make any sense where it was like that's what my plan was that's why i left them there again easier said than done mm -hmm. i my initial thing was like oh this is both their deal like, yeah that was they're both and then when you said, oh, well, hey, how long is this going to take? We're supposed to go to Florida and mm -hmm. it's non-refundable tickets, rude, you yeah. know, of you keeping us there. But then all the other things like, oh, it's a car that his, you know, is is the proclivity to commit suicide. Is it generational? Is it something that you – is passed down? I, I don't – you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I took a few community college credits in psychology, so I'm not <laughs> equipped to talk about that. Uh-huh. And the fact that he tried to burn their house down. Yeah. I think anywhere else you take all those things and then you say, P.S., my leg got a cramp. I mean, I don't know if there was a gun. It's like my hand got a cramp, a hand got a cramp in the shape of a trigger and I grabbed a gun and it just started cramping and I pulled the trigger and it, my shoulder cramped. And then yeah. I, I mean, how much cramping goes on 
But I'd be my thing. I'd be curious is like how many cases have there been where somebody had a leg cramp and got into a car accident? Tell mm-hmm. me how many there are. If it's zero, then you're busted, dude. It seems like a bit far fetched. Is it po- and is it possible? Sure, but it just seems like the reason that we think he's innocent. The proof of that is cops kept him there a long time, and I'm not one to you know side with police also he said that he didn't do it on purpose mm-hmm. that's it it said i didn't yeah there's no other thing beside yeah. those things so but you have all those other things that should make it really easy and it's like you're not gonna get a fair trial don't don't have a life that makes you seem like somebody who would do this then. Yeah. If you don't want something to happen that seems like you did it yeah. to come back. And that doesn't mean if you had a tough life and you do something that means you did it. Absolutely not. And, yeah. you know, did he plan on, you know, the thing is when you think about guilt, it's like, oh, this guy was looking for an opportunity to do that. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe it was a snap thing. Could be a lot of things going on in his mind. But I don't, I don't know. It's, I, I feel like the his wife is... Maybe just in shock. And you know, you don't know. But I yeah. feel like, did she feel a burden of having those kids? I mean, I'm sure you can examine both their lives, ask friends and family, like, hey, what were they, how, what were they like? And that might, that's also not an indicator, but it- Yeah, it might be helpful to give us more more of the story. Yeah, I don't know what they're, who those people are. I don't know them personally. Mm-hmm. Maybe you talk to them and you'd be like, these kind of people seem like they want to start over. Not the first time it happens. Yeah, I mean, we've anomaly. talked about cases like that for sure. Um yeah, I, I think it's you know whether she was in on it, didn't know anything about it. like there must there's some red flags already here where it's like we have to address these things that I'm sure she saw that he saw. I mean, if they, she if he set the house on fire at a certain point, it's like let's get this guy to a professional. Let's make sure these children are safe. I bet if you said, hey, listen, I'm not going to tell you who this person is. I'm going to list all these things. Tell me mm-hmm. what you think. I bet the people that say that he's innocent, that don't know him, would be like, oh, this is probably a guilty person. P.S. It's your it's neighbor. Your friend. Wait, oh, no. Well, hold on. I changed it's my you. mind. Exactly. I, I, I think that's, you know, you want to you want to believe the people you like, and I totally get that, and, mm-hmm. and I might do the same thing, too. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. But it you haven't told another- me, you given me anything to say that, oh, well, that is kind of interesting. Nothing. I haven't yeah. heard one thing other than he <laughs> said, no, I didn't. That is compelling to me. Yeah. But- I mean, that's okay. I think it was also profiled, like I said, on, on a Netflix true crime series back in 2015, where it was kind of making a murderer style, where I think if we saw the things, I, I, I forget because it was that felt like ages ago, but we see all these things that made this guy innocent or guilty, and it, it created a spin of innocence on it too, which again kind of plugged his you know mental instability, probably plugged the cops you know keeping there for twelve hours and abusing him or something like that, and who who knows? But it just goes to show like cases like this can really be spun in such different ways, and even the GoFundMe, which again is still up, you can check it out. Giving a totally different framework than, yeah, what what you think um, or, or maybe how I think that this person should be treated or, you know, how this looks to me. <laughs> it's like, how could I do this? I'm mentally unwell and I tried to burn down my house. Why would I <laughs> – those things to me aren't like proofs of innocence. Yeah. It, it seems like somebody that 
would do that. And again, like I say, like it could have been just a thing where you just snap, you know, yeah. like people do things all the time where they like, you know, throw something on the ground. And yeah, I didn't plan on like, oh, in two weeks, I can't wait to throw this thing on the ground because I'm mad. Yeah. It, it, it could be a case like that where it's, is it, pre- you know, I don't necessarily believe that they, he planned on doing it, but I feel like the fact that he went to jail for any length of time is, there's, I don't see any way that that isn't a fair and just thing at the bare minimum. Yeah. I mean, he's already been found guilty, but he is now also guilty by ghost town. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.